You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Giants fans, and welcome to the Valentine's News Podcast for Monday, October 17th. And uh, what, what a world we live in these days. We're, your New York Giants are somehow 5-1, and one, and uh, we are all trying to... Uh, trying to digest that uh, that piece of information that, that none of us actually ever expected to... Uh, to be able to uh, to talk about here six weeks into the NFL season and and here to help me uh, discuss it, break it down, understand it, figure out what world we woke up in this morning is Big Blue Views, Tony Del Genio. Tony, how you doing this morning? I'm doing great this morning. Yeah, I think uh, I think Giants fans everywhere are doing great this morning. I I struggle to understand. I struggle to explain how this Giants team keeps doing what it's doing. Um, you know, this is this is three wins, at least three wins against teams that that you would have said on paper are more talented, are better, have have you know better pedigrees than the Giants. And yet they keep winning, they keep making the plays, and, and these supposedly better teams are the ones that keep uh, that keep making the mistakes at the end it's just it it's crazy to to try to understand yeah well, i i just looked at the pff score uh for this week and and for the season as a whole and the giants rank you know in the bottom half and well into the bottom half in most categories there are a couple of categories uh i think maybe in run blocking maybe and, and a couple of other categories where they're kind of like kind of upper middle or something like that there's there's not a single category on offense or defense in which the giants i think are top 10 at all and most of their players are not ranking very high in pff a few are good andrew thomas has been good all season dexter lawrence has been amazing saquon barkley has been good although i don't think he he is very highly rated by pff uh, but if you just look at the individual performances they they just are not great and uh it all comes down to the coaching and i think and uh if if you don't believe now that the giants are a well-coached team and maybe the best coached team in the nfl then i don't know what games you've been watching because uh, we see this team that's outmanned week after week against good teams and they're coming back and beating them not that i ever had any doubt not to brag, but I was the only 
big blue view contributor who picked the giants this week and since i'm so lousy on most of my other picks i figured i'd crow about that one a little bit i, I was gonna say I'll, I'll give you that one tony but 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 you are still at least heading into this week you're still the only one of the the seven you know big blue view contributors who, who do weekly picks you're the only one with an under 500 record <laughs> so so take you know so so enjoy your enjoy your moment in the sun but uh but you know i'm just putting that out there <laughs> so you know you're you're absolutely right to to credit brian dable to credit this staff to credit the assistant coaches wink martindale mike kafka you know all of the assistant coaches joe shane the gm for the type of people you know, that that he brought into this team you know a lot of these guys who probably won't be there next year a lot of these guys who are on one-year deals who are you know guys playing as bridge guys basically as the giants try to build this roster but you also have to look at the players and you look at and, and yeah a lot of it comes from brian dable but these guys jihad ward in the locker room said we are the don't fold team you know andrew thomas told me that that we just have each other's backs we play for each other i mean julian love said you know everything that i do is about the rest of these guys and this is a team that's playing for each other it's playing hard they don't quit they don't look at the scoreboard they just they just keep playing and it, it I don't know how sustainable it is. I don't know where it's going to lead. I still look at this team and I still believe that, that the giants have to be pointed at the future more than about the present. You know, I get asked all the time about adding players to this roster. And I still think it's gotta be more about the long term than the short term. But but this is this is a fun ride, and you just have to give these guys credit for for the way they're playing on the field and for and for how hard they 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 go every week. Yeah, they and they're absolutely putting out one hundred percent effort. Uh, they seem to be a a, co- a cohesive unit and a and a unit that likes each other, uh, and uh, and they seem to all be in love with with their coaches uh, because they keep on talking about what the coaches are doing for them and, and, and they're responding to it. And some of them are playing the best ball of their career. Certainly, certainly Dexter Lawrence is playing the best ball of his career. Julian Love had a tremendous game yesterday, not, you know, not just the interception, uh, which was maybe almost the easiest thing that, that he did. But I thought overall he played a, he played a great game uh, yesterday and, you know, and you're seeing, you're seeing other people s- step up, and and improve over the course of the season and uh, uh it's it's really been amazing to watch and 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 the other thing i think you have to say about being a giants fan right now i mean obviously obviously you don't like to see anything more than success if you're if you're a fan but you'd also like to be entertained while you're watching the game too and I find the Giants to be one of the most interesting teams in football to watch this season after, after frankly, just the opposite the last few years. They're, I love tuning into every Giants game just to see what they're going to be doing next on both offense and defense and how the players are carrying it out. And the players are, are executing things remarkably well. 
Well, they do so many things. Not only do they play so hard, and they're they're not a juggernaut on offense, but but they can get some things done. If they can keep the score within reason, they they are showing week after week that they're resilient, that they have a chance. And 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 I leave it to to guys like Nick, our Nick Filato at Big Blue View, and and the guys like Brian Baldinger and Dan Orlovsky and all of those guys who really break down, you know, film and, and and look at these plays to to really dive into the schematics of what the Giants are doing. But I keep coming back to what coaches always say is, you know, we want to figure out what guys do well and we want to put them in positions to succeed. And in so many cases, that's lip service. In so many cases, you know, coaches are saying that because that's what you're supposed to say. That's, you know, on page two of the coach's handbook in dealing with the media. That's that, you know, page one is all about don't give up any injury information. You know, page two is about is about, you know, putting players in position to succeed. But it's not lip service for Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka and Wink Martindale and that Giants staff. They don't have the most talented roster in the world, and yet they are figuring out what these guys can do. They're getting production out of Marcus Johnson in the passing game. They're getting production out of Richie James. They're when they have injuries at cornerback, they're working around it. Uh, they don't have great inside linebacker play. So, the, but they're working around it by, in a lot of cases, not using linebackers. You know, they're figuring out what guys can do putting them in situations to do that and with some brilliant schematics with the, the really creative minds of Kafka and Dable and Martindale, they're finding really, really interesting ways. I saw, I think there was uh, a tweet that I saw of a three running back formation with two tight ends on, on a pass to, to Matt Breida yesterday. And I'm sure that, you know, the Ravens were looking at that going, I, I, as the ball is snapped, like, I have no idea what's about to happen here. And, and it's just little wrinkles like that and, and things that they're doing to put players in position. That's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, the, you know, the players that they got are, are performing when when put into these positions and so i think a lot of us had questions about joe shane's first nfl draft for the for the giants uh, after the first round he he drafted a bunch of guys that we were all saying who is it you know and 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 looking up who they were and, and what they'd done uh but if you watch the games then they're getting into the games they're playing and they're actually contributing i mean yesterday yesterday Kayvon thibodeau who obviously is one of the, the most one of the more prominent draft picks that they that they made had had the big uh, game-ending play of the strip sack of of Lamar Jackson. Evan Neal had his best game as an offensive lineman with the Giants yesterday. His first uh, grade above seventy. He gave up no sacks. He only gave up two pressures in the game and graded I think you know seventy seventy one or something like that. So that was a very encouraging development. 
you know, they stick Wandale Robinson uh, in there after he's been on the shelf for a few weeks and he immediately catches a few passes, including a touchdown pass. Uh, they uh, have had Daniel Bellinger in there since week one. Now he's got three touchdown passes on the year, also doing a great job blocking. You know, you, I think you can argue that that he looks like the best tight end to come out of this draft so far. So, so you know, several of these players uh, are are that you never heard of that the, that were drafted fairly high, or, or at least on day two by the Giants, uh, are doing are doing well in this system, and so somehow they're they are putting these players in position to succeed and the players then are responding to that and succeeding. Absolutely. And I think that when you look at that rookie class, the thing that stood out to me yesterday, you know, the, the Thibodeau play of course. And as you said, Evan Neal played better than, than he has in any other game so far this season, but Wandale Robinson, there were still so many questions about why did the Giants draft a five foot eight player in the second round? I mean, even I was looking at it and saying, you know, that they could have drafted George Pickens, who's having a great rookie year so far. But in 15 snaps, we saw what Wandale Robinson can do for this offense. And all of a sudden, you look at it and the Giants aren't aren't a passing juggernaut. They're not throwing for 300 yards at a clip right now, but all of a sudden you've got Wandale Robinson. You've got Daniel Bellinger. You've got two young rookies who can be linchpins as they build this passing attack, as they build this offense. And, and, and that's exciting. Well, it's very exciting to me. And, and, you know, and you watch them on the field, you talk about putting them positions into positions uh, in which they can succeed. You watch that touchdown pass that Wandale uh, had uh, uh, yesterday. It looked like it looked like I guess it was like a bunch formation. They had three receivers there, and they all go down and create traffic near the goal line. And then all of a sudden, Wandale just like squirts out to the to the uh, side, and and before they can re- even realize that he's gone that way, they can't get to him. You know, all of a sudden, he's he's wide open, and that's one of the other things that that I really like about the Giants' offense is that. They find things to do in the in in the red zone to get players open to to get into the red zone, which was such a such a problem last year. You, every time the Giants managed to get into the other team's territory last year, when they get to about the 25, 30 yard line, I would like wish that they would just start throwing passes to the end zone because they knew if they got inside the 10, they'd just stall and have to kick the field goal. And uh, and now the Giants can get inside the 10 yard line and they can actually make it into the end zone. I have to tell you a quick story about the Wandale Robinson touchdown in, uh, in the, in the post game locker room after games, Wandale Robinson happens to locker next to David Sills. And we're in the locker room last night and David Sills is hovering around as we're talking to Robinson. And he's like, make sure I get credit, make sure I get credit. Because if if you if you watch the play, you know it's it's a rub route, and it's David Sills who created the opening for Wandale Robinson to to catch that pass, and 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 I think that uh, in the end I think that that Sills settled on uh, on having Robinson pay for dinner. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so, but they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but he's like, Sills is like, but don't call it a pick route. Don't call it a pick route. Cause Robinson kept saying, he sent me a nice pick, <laughs> which of course is, which of course is, is, is the magic word that will get the, the referee to throw laundry on the field. Right. Right. So, but he kept saying, don't call it a pick. Yeah. yeah. And the <laughs> but, Giants uh, used his rub routes really well. Yes. Yes. And, and if you, if you really watch the replay of that, David Sills did an outstanding job of really just getting in the way of not making contact of not throwing a block, you know, of not doing anything other than sort of running his pass route and, and being in the way. Yeah. And it, and it opened that up, you know, very nicely. So it's, it, it's really interesting to think about, you know, you have, you now have, you throw, you throw Dane Belton, into the mix who's playing an awful lot on defense and and you have you have five rookies at least you know contributing a significant amount to what the giants are doing and that's a really really positive thing going forward that's right and you know and, and when you consider how many of them are hurt uh either either the three that are now gone for the season or the guys that have just been on the shelf for weeks like Cordell Flop and stuff like that. You know, they're they're getting they're getting significant significant contributions out of I'd say at least half their draft class uh right now. And and that's that's pretty good because uh, a lot of the time uh, rookies don't don't really uh make it very much. I say, you know, you, you look at the other tight ends around and there are a few of them that are that are playing in, and playing prominent roles like we saw Isaiah likely yesterday for for Baltimore. Uh, but there are guys like uh, Trey McBride uh, at Arizona who are not even, they're not even putting him on the field yet. And he was probably the highest, highest rated tight end in the draft. Uh, and and uh, obviously the Cardinals have Zach Ertz, but you know, a, a creative coach will find ways to get high draft picks on, onto the field and with other formations and stuff like that. And the Cardinals just aren't, aren't doing that with him. And I think same for, for several of the other tight ends that were drafted, but the giants are getting Bellinger onto the field and, uh, and using him and, and using him increasingly. I think, I mean, I, I'm waiting for when they actually start trying to hit him downfield a little bit, because I think he probably has a little more speed than people think he has. And, and they might actually start trying him on, on, little less conservative routes than the ones they've been using so far. I'm waiting for that day. I don't know when it's going to happen, but we'll see. We'll see. You know, it, uh, it, I keep, I keep waiting for, for some deeper shots down the field too, but, but what they're doing right now is working. So, you know, yeah. who, who's to argue at this point, just, and, just, a little, just a little number for you. The number of 20 plus yard passes thrown by Daniel Jones yesterday, zero. Wow. <laughs> I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't looked that far. See, see when, when you're retired and you're just sitting around prepping for shows like this, you, you can come up with all those numbers. Yep. See, you're, you're, see, you're the big blue view research department, Tony. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Actually, I think Nick, Nick and Chris are the big blue view research department. No, they're, they're, they're the film study department. You're the, you're the, you're the research department. See, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna give guys new titles now. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You know, let's talk quickly about Daniel Jones, just because we kind of have to. Um, uh, you know, what we saw from Jones yesterday is just more of the same of what we've seen all season. He took care of the football. He made big plays when they had to be made. He didn't put up huge numbers. But once again, he played what I would consider, what I would call he winning football. And the reality of it is, Tony, and I don't know if you agree with me, but the reality for me is the more the Giants win, and the more that he plays like this, and there's a ceiling to playing like this, there's a, I will call it a Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill type ceiling, more than a Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers type ceiling. There's a ceiling to what he's doing. But if this continues, he's making it impossible for the Giants to move on from him at the end of the year, to not find a way to give him, you know, maybe a two-year deal and, and go forward that way. Mm -hmm. And yeah, actually I'm, I'm finding it pretty interesting because there's, there's been a narrative, I think the last several years in the NFL that you need to have an explosive offense with lots of downfield passing uh, in order to to succeed in the NFL and teams like Kansas City, like Buffalo uh, now, I think that's certainly what the L.A. Chargers want to be with with Justin Herbert, um, even though I don't think their offensive coordinator seems to really agree with that the way he actually runs that offense. But <laughs> but that's what Justin Herbert should be anyway. Uh, and certainly but certainly Kansas City and Buffalo want to be that that type of thing. And uh you know, what, what the Giants are doing now, what they're having Daniel Jones do, what they're having the whole team do. They're, they're playing they're playing the kind of the old style time of possession, field position type of game, uh, move the ball in small chunks, use up the clock and then and then make your strike when you can when you can get it. But but not do anything particularly adventurous most of the time. And and uh, it's it's a way of operating that that is not supposed to work in today's NFL. And as you say, there's probably a ceiling to it. You're probably not going to take the Giants' offense the way it is right now, and imagine them getting to the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl with it. At some point, they they run up against a team that's just going to 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 put too many points on the board, and that type of offense can't keep up with it. But as at least an interim measure, 
and we know since, since their offensive brain trust comes from Buffalo and Kansas City, you know, you know that those guys want to take shots downfield probably. Uh, but I think they realize that they don't have a team to do that right now. And so there's, they're, they're just saying, well, what can we do with the team that we actually have? And, and they just happen to be very efficient at it. Yeah. And when you talk about that ceiling, Tony, we have to talk about playoffs because it's not just a ceiling for the Giants. And you wrote about it, you know, last week before the Baltimore game when the Giants were four and one. You know, should they even, should we even utter the playoff word? And the Giants are five and one now. They have, I, I find it amazing that they're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars this week and that Las Vegas odds makers are still not buying the Giants and not making them the favorites to go to Jacksonville and win this game. But you have to start looking at this schedule and, you know, with Jacksonville, Houston, Seattle, which are Detroit, two games against Washington on this schedule a game against what looks like a so-so Indianapolis team on this schedule. You know, not that any of these games are are guaranteed victories for the Giants because they're not. Mm-hmm. But you have to start looking at this schedule and thinking that, you know, not only should we, not only are the playoffs a possibility, but you have to start thinking that that it's a realistic possibility that the Giants could find themselves in the playoffs. And there's like like you said, this is this is not a Super Bowl team, and and this is a surprise. And for me, for me, still people get mad at me when I say it, but for me, this is all a bonus because this is the Giants are still building for the future. It's all a bonus, but it's a blast. And at this point, you've got to look at the Giants and think, yeah, they can absolutely make the playoffs. And at 5-1, and one, dare I say, with the schedule they have, they probably should make the playoffs at this point. Yeah, as you said, the schedule they have coming up. I mean, I, I'm worried about the Jacksonville game quite a bit. Jacksonville is, is not an untalented team. And Doug Peterson is a pretty crafty coach. Uh, I mean, he won a super bowl with nick Foles, so you know props to, to doug peterson right? uh and uh jacksonville is the type of team that could that could actually give the giants i mean trouble um trevor lawrence i think was 20 for 22 yesterday even though they wound up up losing <laughs> okay and so he's starting to click he's starting to figure things out their defense is actually uh, pretty good. I think they're actually one of the better defenses in the NFL, and I think they get a, a pretty good pass, pass rush, if I remember correctly. So I was actually happy to see the Giants as underdogs. It's better that they go into that game as slight underdogs than as favorites to just get rid of any idea that they might take that game easy a little bit. Plus, you're going to be playing in Florida, and it's going to be 80 degrees, and, and that's something that can be a factor, too, depending on what the humidity is. But But they do have this chance in the next few weeks, and in some sense, these next these next four games, not four weeks, because I think there's the there's the buy sandwiched in between uh, the, the the Jacksonville, Seattle, and then the and then the Detroit, Houston games, and whatever in whatever order uh, those are. But as you say, all four of those games are winnable. I mean, and could you, you know could you imagine the Giants being nine and one at some point during the season? But you know, let's say that they 
that they that they don't do that. Still, if you can get three out of four, even, and, and you're eight and two at that point in the season, that's that's far beyond any expectation at all. And you just, you know, we'll take we'll take whatever we get. We just hold. I just hope that they yeah. they don't fold completely against the lesser teams, which I, I doubt they will, given this coaching staff. Even to be honest, even seven and three is like you wake up and you're not paying attention to the NFL season and you know the Giants have been bad for for however long they've been bad. And you wake up in week 10 or 11 of the NFL season and the Giants are seven and three and you're like, uh, how did that happen? You know, that's that's still it's it's a place where no one expected the Giants to be. And and I still caution i still say look it's not about 2022 this is a blast it's a bonus and you know let's cross our fingers and hope it continues and hope they make the playoffs because it's a lot of fun and you give the roster you give dable you give shane a lot of credit but i'm going to continue to tell people because they're going to continue to ask me should we sign odell beckham should we go out and make a trade for for this guy or that guy to help us this year, to help us make a playoff push? And the answer is no. You don't do these. You don't do anything short term. You don't do anything that is specifically designed to help you in 2022. You don't give up draft capital because you're still – you know, when you're if you're Joe Shane, if you're assistant GM Brandon Brown, if you're Brian Dable, you're still building for the long term. This is this is I, I keep saying it. It's a blast. It but it's a bonus. It's playing with house money. It's a lot of fun to watch, but uh, and, and enjoy the ride. But but don't don't forget that it's still about the long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and, uh, you know, obviously on Twitter, you see a lot of these things and, and in the, in the press also, you'll, you'll have people writing articles, proposing trades and things like that. And I always just kind of roll my eyes at most of those. I, I, I saw one uh, this week uh, suggesting that uh, the Giants get Brian Burns and give up like a Zizo Jolari, I think, and a, and a draft pick or something like that for Brian Burns. And I said, no, 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 you've got a you've got a promising young player on a rookie deal. Brian Burns is going to want to get paid next year. I was like, you're not, you don't want to make that that kind of trade. And and the Giants are going to have some 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 tough uh, decisions to make next year as far as as contracts go obviously daniel jones is the main one but uh saquon barkley is another one dexter lawrence is another one and some of these players who are performing well this year you want them if you want them to stay as giants you're going to have to pay them and so all that cap space that people are 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 thrilled that the giants are going to have next year can can disappear in a hurry once you start you know doling out these these fairly big contracts i think they have to be very careful about who they sign Absolutely, but one guy I will say, Sexy Dexy is making himself a lot of money. He is making himself a lot of money. I mean, he's playing, dare I say it, he's playing, to me, he's playing at an all-pro level. Forget Pro Bowl level, he's playing at an all-pro level. Mm -hmm. He's, I remember talking to him in the summer for a podcast, and he said that, you know, plain and simple, what he wanted to do is wreck games. 
He'd forget the stats. He just wanted to wreck games, and and he's absolutely doing that. He's playing better than he's ever played. And, and Tony, I'm blown away, just blown away by the fact that this is a 340 something pound man and we see that the athletic we see the athletic things that he can do how he moves you know how he how he dominates people but do you realize without looking now without looking how many snaps did he take off yesterday how many snaps was he on the sideline for yesterday when the giants were on defense yeah, I think he was on the field for for most of the game. At least, at least when I saw, he seemed to he seemed to be out there most of the time. And and he I, I, and I thought with Leonard Williams back, I actually thought that would change. I thought that they would give him more time on the bench to keep him fresh. But it seemed like he was out there a lot. He took two snaps off, two in the entire game, and I'm just blown away that that a man that big can play the way that he can and play that much. I mean, it's week after week now that he's playing, you know, 90 some percent of the snaps and they played 59 defensive snaps yesterday and he was on the field for 57 of them. And, and I think more than anything else, I find that number to be just absolutely incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And he got another sack, uh, yesterday and, uh, uh, and again, they played really aggressively on defense yesterday, Mm -hmm. which I actually expect them to do uh and and then he's really he's really the one of the cornerstones of that aggressive approach to to defense i mean uh i thought that that wink was gonna throw a curve at at lamar jackson yesterday and not blitz him so much as as wink has been doing over the early part of the season just because jackson has started to play really well against the blitz and has started to make defenses pay for blitzing him. But uh, Wink actually blitzed on 64% of the, of the plays yesterday, which is an amazing number. And and Jackson couldn't handle that. That was when Jackson had had most of his problems was on those right. blitzing plays. And so, you know, the the you know, Dexy and 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 all those other guys on the line, I mean, they're being asked to do a lot. They're being asked to 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 really be a, a, aggressive a lot of the time and and it's amazing how they're responding to it i i knew wink was on his a game and i knew that wink was going to to bring the house i think it might have been on the giants very first defensive series when baltimore had a third down and, and there was a defensive alignment where lawrence thibodeau and one other defender were all standing up in front of the center, in front of Tyler Linderbaum, who must have been going, what is about to happen to me? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and uh, it's just, I mean, it, it's it's incredible to watch. It's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. I hope, I know Giants fans are enjoying it. It's uh, even Saquon Barkley said yesterday, you know, Dave's tells us to, to, that yeah, it's okay for us to enjoy being five and one, and, and it's absolutely okay to enjoy being five and one. I, I just uh, I always caution people to remember that the that uh, that the Giants have a long way to go still before they are the Buffalo Bills, before they are the Kansas City Chiefs. It's it's fun to watch because I think 
what we see is a coaching staff and a management, you know, set up at this point that might be able to get the Giants there. And it's fun to watch right now. And it's and it's just exciting to think about the possibilities as they continue to build the actual talent on this roster. Well, I think there there hasn't been a giant season this much fun to watch. I mean, not again, not just the results, but the way they're they're getting there with with all of the really fascinating things they're doing on offense and defense. Ah, there hasn't been a Giants team this fun to watch in at least a decade. I mean, I you know, the, I, I'm glad the 2016 team made the playoffs, but they were not a very interesting team to watch on offense. They had a, had a terrible offense. Uh, this team is much more interesting to watch than than that team was, and I think you have to go back to the to. 2011 team that it eventually won the Super Bowl to find a team that was that's this much fun to watch and that and that team wasn't that great on defense and so they're actually interesting on on offense and defense and so as a Giants fan I think you just can't wait for the next game every week to see what they're going to do next and and you, you realize you realize that there are some losses coming it you you don't you don't stay on this high for an entire season uh, and and there'll be a reckoning at some point with some bad games I'm sure but but I'll, I'll certainly take it as it is because it's it's fascinating to watch and i and i just love watching the rest of the nfl trying to react to what the giants are doing and try trying to figure out what to, what do you say about them and where do you actually place them in the rankings and so on because the nfl just doesn't know what to make of this team no they don't and and the more i watch the more i don't either tony <laughs> i think uh I, I think that's a good place for us to end for today Let's uh, Giants fans hope, by the way, that, that you're wrong about the Jaguars, you know, but guys, just just remember, just remember, look at look at look at look at Tony's over. Look at Tony's overall record. Look at Tony's <laughs> overall record. Don't 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 listen to Tony when he comes to picking games. Just don't listen. But, uh, you know, all, even even if he did pick pick the result of this week's Giants Ravens game. Right. So. uh Anyway, Giants fans, please remember, subscribe to Big Blue View Radio wherever you listen to podcasts and like, share and subscribe on YouTube. Tony, as always, thank you for spending some time with me on Monday. Giants, all right, Giants fans, thank you for listening. Please stay safe out there. Take care of each other and we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high volume, high speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.